We're talking about Tears of the Kingdom today. Although I have not played the game, I've heard many a good thing and seen many a thing on the internet. No spoilers, but only shrines. Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 138, recorded on May 30th, 2023. My name is Tyler, and today I'm alone again. No one else is here, but that's fine. I may not have actually played the game, but I have seen a lot of stuff on it online, and like, I think I'm focusing primarily on how there's just so much stuff people have already created. So two things first. One, I said this in the beginning, but there won't be any major spoilers. There will definitely be some shrine spoilers, uh, but that should be it. And the second major thing is this is going to be like a very primarily video-focused episode. So I will definitely be explaining and talking about what I see, but I'm sorry for those who are on a platform that doesn't have video. But eh, that's just how it goes. So starting it off, there's a this game is a, is very... It kind of lets you do whatever you want. It's like, uh-oh, secretly Gary's mod. But getting into like the very basics, vehicles are like things that everyone has like was expecting to be created. Everyone knew they were going to make a cool little car. And there has been so many things from all-terrain vehicles that can travel pretty much as far as like as far as their battery will go, they can go up like major hills and everything to death tanks, which obliterate things that you see, um, aerial strikes, or even the occasional, like, it's like, it's like a big claw that grasps a bunch of goblins and then pulls them into the water, drowning them, which feels like horrific compared to just like a big tank with fire shooting out of everywhere. But with the vehicles, you can go so unbelievably far beyond where like I was thinking you could possibly go. Because you don't get a huge amount of options, but the amount of things you can do as you combine them is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, flying devices can be as far as like balloons to planes to gliding devices that also drop bombs but you can also just do that on your own. Like I saw a video of a guy with a rocket powered shield launch up into the air and then just on his way up, drop as many bombs as possible, creating what was effectively an airstrike. And that's ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, since the game has come out, there has been one shrine in particular, which has perplexed many a soul. This shrine is famously the one with all the rails. I don't have a name of it, but there is a single shrine that has a set of three rails that go to the end of the shrine, and it is notoriously incredibly difficult, to the point where there's been so many different ways that people have gotten past it, from like actually trying to solve the shrine, to abusing shields. I saw a person who completely just like, practically skipped it all, rail grinded where he needed to, and then just rocketed up and glided across. And that is 
Uh, that is far beyond everything I that was. That definitely looks like something the creators weren't intending you to do, which is very funny. What? Okay, and someone has created the Batmobile as I'm scrolling through Twitter. I was looking for a different clip, but the Batmobile is also a very, very cool thing. But on top of that, there's some other non-related shrine stuff that people have discovered. There's a lot of stuff that I'm not going to show here because it's just simply inappropriate, and that's what you get. That's what happens when you give people creative freedom. But then there's also the occasional glitch that is um, interesting, like uh, this one, where if you backflip just right, uh, you'll die from fall damage, which is um, interesting dare I say. But that is not all this game has to offer. It is a hefty chunk, but this game, the amount, the amount you can do with what's given to you is crazy. I've seen so many machines that use the same materials, but do completely different things. Like this video right here has a person with just, it's just a platform and a giant wheel made out of wooden beams and planks. The, it, it looks like if you watched Star Wars Episode 3, it's General Grievous's car that he uses to escape Obi-Wan on that one lizard. It is absolutely, I, I knew this is what was going to happen when you're given this much creativity but it is far beyond what I thought was going to be possible. And also a fun little thing, apparently when you're doing uh, Korok missions and you, you uh, were in the old game, you had to like grab a rock to fill in like the fairy circle, which then summons a Korok. This time, if you have a, your sword attached to a rock, that also works. So the there was so much thought put into everything in like how everything comes together it's crazy they've been articles written on other game developers being absolutely like flabbergasted by how connected and realistic some of these things can be there's one clip in particular where just it was simply a door opening by like a chain a chain rolling up a wheel and this chain was connected to a door so as the wheel rolled the door would roll up and that's like a pretty that's not really anything special as far as um how you like what you would think when you're uh, like making a game but the amount of people that were like absolutely stunned by the fact that this was even remotely possible is I have to imagine it was absolute, it, it, it must be an incredible feat. And the fact that you can do this, like this wasn't hard programmed in the game, it was something someone created, is so cool. It truly is a game where anything you put your mind on is going, is it possible? To an extent, I imagine. I imagine there's a limit, but so far I have yet to see a good limit like right here this is literally a machine that's just a sprinkler 
I don't know if that has any in-game purpose, but someone just wanted to build a sprinkler. And I think that that is just crazy that the game simply lets you do that. Back to this previous shrine with the rails, I see another another thing that another different th- um, way to solve it. And this time you have three fans on top of each other creating a drone. Lifting Link really high up in the air, allowing him to glide to the finish. Which is pretty much the same way the rocket guy did it, but without needing a rock- any rockets. So again, absolutely... In- like That is four different solutions I have seen to this problem. All of which were almost entirely different. There, it, the amount of um, time put into the game, like it, it's really starting to show. There's a lot of people talking about how it's just kind of the same game as before. Like the there's a lot of the maps the same and everything, but that is just the art of sequels where it's using similar assets but just completely expanding upon anything you thought was possible and that is that's just like a it's such an accomplishment and i probably will purchase the game at some point but it is again may not (laughs) i'm gonna be like really exaggerated about it it's like the perfect video game for what it's trying to be Uh, the first breath of the wild game was very sold on the idea of finding your own way to do like what the game intended and this game just completely blows that out of proportion And with that, we move on to our next section, where it's again people doing things, but this time it gets a little little goofy, a little silly. Because you see, this game is not only the perfect sequel to Breath of the Wild, it's also Looney Tunes. You see, this entire game should, uh, is filled with people trying their best to solve problems, but sometimes it doesn't work out. There's many videos of people trying to launch themselves or something with a rock and the rock just and uh, like catapulting themselves and then it just completely doesn't work. Either the physics break or something happens and they just I saw a clip of a guy um, standing on a catapult drops a rock or something to launch the catapult. The catapult goes through him and then smacks him on the head killing him on the other side which is just comedic it just that's just perfect comedic timing alternatively there was a machine where someone was building a car four wheels engine on the back you just have to smack the engine and it goes and upon smacking the engine he also smacks the base of the car destroying it causing all the fans slash wheels to just hit the ground at the same time and slowly fall over again perfect perfect comedic timing and just to round the silliness off there is a guy who i saw a poor guy 
with his boomerang. His boomerang with a bomb attached it. And, you know, as you do, you want to throw the boomerang with the bomb attached to it and hit someone so they explode. They won't see it coming. They won't see the big explosion. They'll just think it's a boomerang. But that's kind of not how a boomerang works. So you go to throw the boomerang and it comes back around and explodes him. Again, it this might be up there as perfect video games in just the sense of how open it is. It's practically Gary's mod. And yeah, there's... Wow. I completely forgot about a new section. So we're starting a new section of the podcast. This time, how are people abusing the Koroks? Unfortunately, this game is also filled with many of Korok. These are famous from like the last game for being very annoying to get, but but this time we can get our, our revenge. I say we, I don't have the game, but people can get their revenge because there's little missions. There's little missions to grab a Korok and bring him to his friend. However, that also means you have full access to move the Korok and attach him to your vehicles, creating, well kind of the perfect device to roast and cook a Korok. I've seen like um, roasting Koroks over the fire, bigger machines designated just to set, just shoot them ablaze. And it shows the creativity of people that uh, not only can you build very cool instruments, very cool vehicles, but you can also be horrible human beings at the same time, all in one game. And that's that's kind of just gorgeous. That's beautiful. That's all you really need. Thank you for joining me in discussing the beauty of Tears of the Kingdom. We would love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion, and we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast. And hey, this is a Zelda episode, so it's a perfect time to just say again that if you like Zelda, you're probably listening to this episode. Have you heard of Zelda Creator Con? It's digital Zelda conventioning happening June 9th to the 11th. See linktober.com for more details. Mm-hmm.